This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. And I almost feel like I need to do a personal introduction uh, from me to the gentleman with the beard and the backwards hat that is yeah. on this podcast. Man, I don't know what's been longer. The, you doing a marketing drop or are you recording a podcast with me? <laughs> uh, probably a tie. Like It was weird because we kind of broke for thanksgiving and all that and then well then all hell broke loose with the other office that and i had the flu for like four and a half months yeah no and then i was sick around the holidays so you know we haven't really talked about it um for the last four or five years we have operated two different locations in tampa that were about 45 minutes to an hour from each other um depending and we were told that the gentleman who owns the building had sold it and had about two and a half weeks notice to get all of our stuff out of there with no place to go, had no wow. idea this was going to happen. Um, and probably quite honestly was in violation of our lease agreement from a notice standpoint. However, it, the guy also happens to be a friend of mine and who we use for our joint benefit or joint venture for benefits. So there was further complications, but I, um, I am in an office right now that is crammed full of crap for two offices and it is driving me nuts. So hopefully by the end of this weekend, I get all of that mess from loots cleaned up and we're ready to go because I can officially say on January 24th, 2023, Lord of risk partners has hired their first producer of 2023, Mr. Yeah. Jeremy Van Acker, is going to join us starting on Monday. And, you know, right. I'm pumped about it, man. I hope you are, too, because this is your boy right here. And Van Acker, if you're listening to this, you don't let your boy down, man. He lobbied hard, you know. I wasn't sold on you. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Least brutal interview anybody has ever gone through in their life, I'm sure. But no, I'm I'm excited about it. In between him and the fact that um, I had the onboarding call with our two service people that are going to also be starting on February 1st. I'm ready to rock and roll, man. Got a lot going on. 
Well, I'm not traveling for all of February and half of March, so I needed to find something to keep me insanely busy so that I didn't go <laughs> nuts. But um, I think it's going to be a good thing, man. I'm really pumped up about it. But we're not here to talk about us today. We are here to talk to Miss Elizabeth Cully, who is the owner and founder, along with her husband, uh, of Gravity Certs, fellow agency owner. So she understands the industry very well. And they have created and are now marketing some technology that they use and developed for their use that they think other agents are able to benefit from and are proving that to be the case. So she reached out to me to talk about something. And I'm like, you know what? Let me see your stuff. She showed it to me. And, I'm, and then I said, you know, let's just podcast. Let's just get her on the podcast, talk about what she's doing. You know, there's been a lot of things that have changed. You know, it, it's not a secret advisor evolved who is, who does our website and we cobble together some other things from other vendors. One thing that I like about what I saw with gravity certs is it's all there. It's like, everything is there working in concert with each other. And so I want to sit and, and spend the next little bit in our conversation talking about that technology, how they found what, you know, why they felt they needed it, how, what it's been like to move more from the insurance realm of things over to being the developer and seller of a technology that is, you know, some, some it may be new to some, not new to others. Websites certainly aren't, but before we get into the nuts and bolts of that, where did you start and how did you get to where you're at right now, Elizabeth? Thanks, David, for having me, first of all. Um, but yeah, I've been in the insurance space for about 20 years now. So I started with a captive, like a lot of us did with farmers insurance back in my early 20s. And I always kind of had a passion just for helping people. So before I was an insurance agent, I was a personal trainer and I was actually training a farmer's insurance agent. And he's like, <laughs> you'd make a really great insurance agent. And, you know, at 21, I was like, well, that sounds like a boring old man job. I don't know if that's something I wanted to as a young 20 something. So, uh, but anyways, got started in the insurance space in my early twenties. So with a captive agency, so, you know, they train you very well and they have the tools and all of that. So didn't really, you know, think much about the independent space until I moved to Hawaii, uh, in my mid twenties. And there I started working for my first independent agency. So I, wow. my whole eyes were open at that point. And I was like, well, I'm never going back to captive at that point. Uh, yeah, what, you, what about your personal training regimen led him to believe that you'd be a great insurance agent? You know, that's what I asked him. And he's just like, well, you're a people person. And you, you know, I guess I'm a little bossy sometimes <laughs> with, the, <laughs> you know, driven with the with ambitions and just wanting to help people. And he's like, well, maybe you should redirect that. And I mean, personal training is great and fitness is great, but uh, you can be your own boss, make your own money. And I was like, well, you know, in your early twenties, I'm like, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Where in Hawaii? Uh, so I moved to Maui when I was 22. Cool. Okay. So. Uh, we just, we just went to Hawaii, my wife and I, for her like president's club for ADP in August. So first time I'd ever been was awesome. Which island did you go to? We went to Maui. Oh, to Maui. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was very, um, so it was interesting. Like when I, when we first got there and like flying in everything, I was like, man, it, it is like much more brown than I anticipated it. And I don't know <laughs> if it was just because it was really dry for the summer or whatever, but yeah. then you get up. They've been in a drought for like the yeah. last two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were definitely parts of it that were really green, but uh, I was just surprised by that. But the whole place was like a, 
it was like a simulation. It was like, you're looking out into the water and it's like a screensaver. Yeah. It was pretty wild. Now, I've never been to Florida, but I, yeah, obviously I'm partial to the West coast, but especially oh, you, Hawaii. You've, you've never been, I've, I've never, never been, been to Hawaii. Before. And I can tell you they're a complete opposite just by what I see on TV. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's not even close. We don't have nearly the topography or any of the stuff like that. I mean, I, I want to get out there. Um, probably could just haven't made it a priority yet because the problem is with four kids, uh, it's going to be a massive experience. And especially with Ethan having um, some challenges, mm -hmm. it would be, it would be an absolute nightmare to have that. I mean, I would have to break the plate. I would have to take a two week trip and make it three weeks by simply flying halfway across the country, then getting to yeah. California, then getting to Hawaii and then coming back because it was not a short trip. No, no, I mean, when you flew out, Kyle, how long did it take you? 12 hours? Yeah. So, I mean, we flew, um, let's see, we, we flew from, we flew from here to Houston or Dallas, I believe. And then from there to Maui. So, yeah, I mean, it took, it's, a, it's brutal from the East coast <laughs> for sure. <laughs> The only thing that was um, that was good on the way back, I believe there was like some foot. It might have been like first week of football season. So like the plane had the football games going and, you know, it was whatever time in Hawaii, nine in the morning, but all the games were going on. So that was that helped me pass the time a little bit for sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, David, I'm like, OK, well, I have haven't made it the trek to Florida because obviously Hawaii is a lot closer for me, but it's a five hour nonstop direct flight uh, from Portland to, or even from like California over to Hawaii. So yep, one of these days I'm going to make it to Florida though. Yeah. I mean, if I don't you know have Hawaii in mind, you're going to be disappointed. I was going to say, I don't know. That, I don't know me. that you're missing. Yeah. I don't know that you're missing out on anything to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, you got to worry about what the weather is going to be like in the summertime as to whether or not you're even going to get back if we have a storm out there. I don't know. I mean, you know? doing insurance, though, in Hawaii to Florida and like some of the Gulf and stuff, I think I I obviously don't know. Florida is a whole nother animal with the insurance space than Hawaii is, but each has its own unique challenges and its own market and its own carriers. So when I started doing insurance out there on the independent side, it was extremely difficult. Um, and I was young. So like, I didn't even know if I, I don't even think I had car insurance when I first started uh, working over there. So it was a gradual learning experience working for a large, some large agencies uh, in Hawaii, learning just that whole space, especially like hurricane insurance and condo associations and uh, just writing all of that big commercial stuff and all the uh, High net worth clients that live. I'm sure you guys have a lot of that in Florida too. But I was gonna a say, lot all of, that part sounds similar to Florida. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know enough so, about the like the weather patterns out there, though. I feel like the weather is probably a lot different than what it is, you know, here. I feel like it's so predictable that we're gonna have bad weather, like you know, all summer. Yeah. There's gonna be a few storms or what you know, a few hurricanes or name storms or whatever, but um, well, listen, Elizabeth, you're, you're in the agency world doing your thing. Now you have gravity certs. And the question is why, like what led you to have the idea to do that? Yeah. You know, it wasn't something I planned on doing or wanted to do, but you know, as it goes with the insurance space, when you start an age, so I started my 
agency, which is a Hawaii, California, Oregon based agency. And so when I left Hawaii, I owned a book of business, sold it to another agency out there. And then years later, I had clients calling me, wanting me to work with them again. And but I'm like, well, I'm on the mainland and I don't have don't have the time or, you know, no agency wants to also be on the West Coast and in and in Hawaii. So anyways, I so once I decided, OK, I'm going to start my agency, as you guys know, it takes a lot of pieces to put together to run a successful agency. So my first year in business, we actually went to um, Elevate, which was put on by Agency Nation and Ryan Hanley spoke and Nick Ayers was there. And that was the first time I heard Nick talk to and they just were spitting all these different ideas. And so we my I went home and I implemented several uh, of the things that I learned there. And then I started looking for other pieces of technology like, okay, I want to differentiate our agency. So I need. Um, and we're a remote agency, right? I'm working in three different states. So I'm like, how do I create a successful work environment, bring on staff when I don't, when we're not all in the same office and we're, right. that's really difficult to do. Um, yeah. So over the years I have, we slowly started piecing together things. I'm like, okay, I need like, I need a backend internet. I need somewhere besides like a Google spreadsheet or a word document to keep, all of my carrier logins and and passwords and because you guys know that that just stuff's constantly changing and it's a lot of data. It drives and me it was, nuts, by the way, was, with the changing <laughs> of the like. I swear, I, I get a new email every day. Like, I try to log into a carrier and it's like, nope, you got to reset your password. I'm like, dude, I haven't yeah. been on here in four months. <laughs> like, I mean, my password's fine. Like, but, yeah, and it's just it's exhausting, right? It is. So I was like, and and I. I think I took a little bit of everything I liked about all the different agencies I worked for over the years. Years and when I created my own agency, I was like, okay, I like this, but I don't like that. And I was actively looking for tools and and software and different things. But I was also a scratch agency, and I didn't have very much money. Yeah. So sure, there was a lot of, I mean, big AMSs. You know, there's software companies out the wazoo. I didn't know where to start. So my husband, who's actually from the website tech background, he, uh, before I introduced him to the insurance space, he was strictly just working on like, um, architects and lawyers and hospitals and different, like creating big websites for big companies. And so I had him one, create our website and then wanted the different tools and, and things. And I'm like, Hey, can you also build me like a second website or some, something, you know, at the dinner table at night, I'm complaining about how much insurance, how difficult it is and how I need all these different things. And so it was just a lot of brainstorming. And he's like, yeah, I could probably make that or I could probably figure that out. So it was a collaboration over years of, hey, I need quote, I need a way to present my quotes to my clients. Can you make me some kind of quote proposal thing? I don't even know what it was at the time. And so Gravity sort of slowly evolved because once he created and we created together these tools and we were using them in our agency for several years. And just one day I was like, you know, you know, being on Facebook and in IAOA and all the different forums, hearing the same agents ask for things like, what are you guys using for websites? What are you guys using for uh, training and onboarding? What are you using for this? I was like, well, we actually created some, we have these tools. Why don't we offer that to other agents? Because there's clearly a need for that kind of tech in space. 
So let's let's talk a little bit about that functionality because I didn't have the luxury of being on the demo with David, nor do I ever have any type of intel or uh, uh, anything <laughs> before jumping the on dark. the dark. <laughs> yeah, jumping on the podcast, I'm totally blind every time, which is fine. Uh, uh, it works great, but talk a little <laughs> bit about you know what what it does and and the specific functions that um, that it's capable. Sure. So. When David really just spent a few minutes with me um, and I started showing him some of the stuff that I was doing and what Gravity Certs offers. And he's like, wow, you are way more than just a website company. So I guess off the bat, obviously, we do websites uh, that are specific for agencies. And because I own an agency myself, we have a lot of pre-built content, you know, that are designed for agencies, whether you're a commercial agency, trucking agency, personal lines, it doesn't matter. You know, we we have all of that built. Um but we don't do, I guess, what I guess kind of in the known in this space is like a cookie cutter type website. They're not template websites where we just okay. take one website and we don't just like copy it and then give you all the same content and then just change the logo and your colors. Like they are, we do have that where you can like, if you you know are on a budget or you're a newer agency, obviously we do offer just a uh, starter or basic website because obviously your online presence is isn't really important especially now that's how people find you um but from the website then we have all these different tools that can be added on as packages or some of them a la carte so just depending on what your agency needs um we have different tools so obviously the website Mm -hmm. um and then what we focused on, we were just at um, IAOA as a vendor for the first time, which that was fun. It was weird to be on the vendor side of it when I've always went as an agency owner, but we were really promoting the online quote forms. So I think one of the biggest problems or a lot of challenges I should say that agencies have is gathering that data from clients. Yeah, And so there's a million different ways to do it, but I didn't want to pay my staff and I, my time was super valuable. So I didn't want to spend 20, 30, 40 minutes on the phone, getting VIN numbers and all that mundane stuff. So we created these online quote forms where people can go to your website, they click start a quote, they fill out the information that they need and it sends you uh, the agency, the data. Um, Also we are integrating with different AMSs and some CRMs. So we can push that data Direct directly into your AMS, and then it creates a prospect for you, adds all that information, pre-fills your VIN numbers, auto IDs, all that kind of stuff. So it's reducing duplicate data entry, yeah. and that's no, what that's I a, wanted. That's, that's a pretty neat feature right there. I mean, that's that's something that uh, I mean, you just mentioned the the duplicate entry stuff. Not only is that time consuming, but it also opens the door for mistakes. And sure. then all that info that you just got, now you got to call the person back figure out if you're missing, you know, if it's an L or a one or whatever the deal is. And and that, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's unnecessary. So that's, that's well, nice. Yeah. And I, I mean, you probably have the same pain point that I do, but my staff didn't even know what questions to ask. Someone would call and say, Oh, I need a homeowner's quote or, Oh, I need a general liability quote. And you know, you, they might forget to ask certain questions. They might forget to even ask like, what's your sales or, you know, is the, (laughs) how many square feet is the house? And so a lot of people have like pre-built, you know, or, you know, quote, I used to have a quote intake form and it was, I printed it out and we would hand write all the information. Then we'd scan it in the system. Then we have to retype it into our AMS. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. There has got to be a better, faster way to get this data. 
um, and to make sure that it's correct. So those quote intake forms have been a lifesaver and we've been using them for about five years and it Mm. really eliminates that duplicate data entry, but it also um, eliminates human error, I guess. Well, we talked, we talked, David and I talked about it. I don't know. I'm one of the last ones that we that we recorded, or maybe we might've just been sitting in our conference room with the, I think we were sitting there with the carrier rep and it was like, I had just gotten off the phone with a, with a trucking prospect that called in. And I was like, (laughs) I'd gotten through everything and you just kind of get in the flow of talking. And it's like, I forgot to get the guy's birthday and (laughs) driver's license, (laughs) like two of the main things that you need to get. And I'm just like, Oh, wait a second, by the way. So, I can't tell you the number of times I do that, man. It's yeah. insane. You just start well, talking and getting in a rhythm and for, and forgetting sure. about everything else. But, and that's, I mean, that's human error, right? And that's human nature, which is fine, but it doesn't make the sales process very smooth for the client or the prospect either, because you're like, oh man, I'm sorry. I forgot to grab this or, oh, and I need this as well. And, and now I need this. So yep. we customize the forms for the agency. So we have general forms, but like, we also had like a specific one for condo associations because I write a lot of condos in Hawaii and that's a whole nother animal. And you have to know all kinds of additional information than you do just like on a home or an auto quote. So we can, if an agency is specializing in, like I said, trucking or condos or restaurants or whatever it is, we can make a specific quote request form. Like we have one of our clients who specializes in just tattooing and her business is blowing up. And she had a carrier that she's using that wanted a specific supplemental filled out exactly to the T with every question. So her clients now just go or her prospects, go to her site, fill out all the specifics, and then it pushes it directly to the agency, but also directly to the carrier. So then the underwriter just starts working on the quotes. Plus, it's creating that contact in her AMS and CRM. So there's literally nothing she or her staff need to do. And they're just grinding and binding all these policies, which is great. And that's the whole point is making it easy for us as the agency, but also for the prospects so they can just get their quote as quickly as possible. So that's one of the features that we do. Um, We also have so that's like the initial phase of like getting the prospect into your company. Right. Then when it comes to quoting, we have quote proposal software that we are that we developed. And so I it was at Elevate years ago and someone had brought up quote proposals and I was or like sending quotes and sending videos because, again, we were a remote agency and I wasn't getting to meet all of my clients face to face. Sometimes, yes, but not necessarily everybody. And I'm doing proposals for people that are in Hawaii and I'm on the West coast. And so it just made it easy to create a quote system platform that was easy to understand, gave the clients all their options. And then at the end, if it's like agency build items, you can even add like the down payment information in there and direct them to like a payment link. If they click, I I accept the quote proposal sends them so they can make their down payment or the full payment. Um, And then the agency gets like an email that says, hey, the quotes are so-and-so accepted your quotes. They're ready to go. Um, And then you just send them the apps to sign and collect the payment. So again, streamlining that whole sales process from start to finish. And once they're a client, um, we've created lots of different, like five different tools through each stage of the process. 
So the cool proposals have been a big hit. Um, yeah. Kind of like what we're doing with this podcast. You sit down and you talk it over just like you would if you were sitting at a bar or I say in this case, you're presenting to a client in your office. I do the videos, um, which you don't have to, but I think it makes it more personable and you're explaining the coverages just like they would be if they're sitting across from you. And yep. super informative. You know, which, you know, if you're a good agent, you know, which pain points to talk about and, and how to present the quote and explain the coverages. So all they want to do is just be like, yep, sign me up. Here's my money. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, one of the best things about that that we've talked about several times on here is the fact that they can go and, and watch that, you know, when it's convenient for them, they can be sitting on the couch at 10 o'clock watching a show with, you know, uh, their spouse and, and, and looking it over and, and can accept it then versus, you know, trying to take time out of their, their busy work day. And I think that's a huge, um, you know, a huge aspect of that. Exactly. And to go along with what you just said, Kyle, that's the same thing. Our whole process thought process with the quote intake forms, you know, if a client wants to sit on their couch at eight o'clock at night and give you all their information. So you wake up and you come into the office and you have a new submission. Why limit yourself to getting business Monday through Friday, nine to five. Yeah. Right. I mean, so I have funny, I, I had a client who was in Maui. He's sitting with his beautiful ocean view. He took a screenshot. He's watching my proposals, texted it to me while he's drinking his beer it's on a Saturday morning, you know, and, I, and he's like, this is awesome. So clients really like it and it does set your agency apart because not a lot of people are doing quote proposals, let alone videos. Um, it's much easier for people than just reading through a email with PDF attachments. Definitely. Yeah. So, so that's the middle part of kind of like the quote proposal system. And then we have, once they become a client, we have what's called our client center. So you know, a lot of the captive agents or companies, they have portals where clients can log like State Farm and all these carriers. You can log in, look at your policies. But on the independent side, there's if you could have five different carriers insuring one risk um, and you could have like our clients have policies in all three states. So we created this portal for the clients to be able to log into our agency, see all their different policies with their different carriers, request policy changes, get their auto ID cards, get a copy of their policy, request COIs, download COIs. So it's like a full service portal for them after they become a client. Um, so again, saving the agency time because you don't have to be like, oh, Friday, five, four o'clock, I forgot my auto ID card. I'm going out of town. They can just go right onto the website and uh, get it themselves. So again, this is all based off your website. So it is boosting your SEO. It's making your online presence up because people are spending time on your page. Google likes that. So we're a website company, but all these different tools are based off your website, which again is going to organically create uh, more growth for you and more presence. So. Yeah. Um, so that's the start to finish. And then the last little thing that we have, which isn't little, that's what I was showing David is our company intranet site. And that was kind of what I touched on at the beginning of this was that I needed a space to be able to create those user IDs and passwords and carrier information and onboarding and training when you bring on a new agent. So I wasn't sitting there spending all my time teaching new agents and new CSRs, the same information over and over again. It's pre-recorded and pre-written out, pre-typed out. So it's all alphabetized. It's, 
you know, like David, you said you brought, you're bringing on a new producer. Well, he's probably going to come to you and be like, who do we have that writes general liability? Which carriers do I go to for commercial auto? Having that on an internet site, you can click on commercial auto and it will list all the different carriers your agency writes commercial auto with and in which states. So there's a lot of information and that can obviously be as custom as you want, but we do give agencies that sign up like big bulk of that information because we have a lot of national carriers and then it's just data entry to type in the rest of the user IDs and passwords or copy and paste, you know, from whatever other source. I don't know how other agencies keep their agencies organized with all that information, but this is one central space to be able to do it. Um, and you can do it. It's mobile friendly. So, you know, your agents, your agents are out and about and they're like, oh, what's my password for this? And I need to call them this underwriter. They can just log in. It's just a whole separate uh, backend dashboard. So it's pretty awesome. And that was the first thing that I actually created for my own agency that I needed. Interesting. So everything at this point is all web-based though, right? So you, you log yep. in. And I'm going somewhere positive with this, I promise. I'm not trying to say, oh, it's web-based, it's weak. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just interested because I've actually been through a similar build-out with all of the stuff that we did for Killing Commercial because we've got a full-blown learning management system that's all video. We have a full-blown static content library, which is the marketing materials that can be pulled down and then recolored and, and rebranded with the logo of the agency that wants to use it. And then we have a social community that we built that's proprietary to Killing Commercial, where all of our members can act in a social environment. Just, I mean, it looks just like LinkedIn or Facebook when you log in with an activity feed. And then we also have a forum where that's where I really want the conversations to start. Because if you start the conversation in the forum, the forum captures that conversation forever by topic and you know that it's going to be there. Whereas if you start your conversation in a news feed, that may not be the case. It may just disappear and you don't find it because you don't want to scroll back three years looking for it. I think the glue that really holds it together, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this, um, the glue that hold, holds it together for us is when I put it all together behind a mobile app, right? So now if we have that producer and killing commercial that's out in the field and they have a question for the group, it, 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 you know, at large, they just log into the app, they go in, they ask their question, they can get it answered. They can instant message from that. If there's a concept that they wanted to refresh themselves with before they go into an appointment, they can go watch that segment of the learning management in the car quick before they go in. And I just wonder with all that you have going on, is that something that maybe you have in the in the plans for the future is to put this thing behind a mobile app so that it's an icon on somebody's phone and they can click, whether it be a client or a producer in the agency, their login could determine which sections they have access to and which they don't. I just wonder if, if you know, that's something that you have on the radar that down the road you might be looking to launch. Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Um, it's not something that we've talked about. I mean, I don't think anything is outside the realm of possibilities. Kind of where our thought process, though, and kind of like what we're working on right now is we have so many integrations with like, let's say Canopy Connect, for instance, some people have heard of them. Um, they have their own tools and their own systems. So for instance, like when I was talking with Kyle earlier, the quote intake forms, people can link their Canopy Connect 
from their website saying, I want to start a new quote. It, it will say, you know, click here to doubt to pre-fill your information. So if Canopy Connect has an app and the, and the agency's already sending their prospects to, to that to gather the information, then we don't want to have like an app inside an app inside of another app. A lot of people are using Glovebox now as well. Glovebox has their own mobile app to be able to do that. So uh, to gather information as well, but in a different way, right? And it's, it's not for the whole agency. So our thought process is because we're website-based is how are people finding you on Google? If they're doing it on a mobile app, that's great. But the because this is more client customer facing and um, a lot of mobile apps are for clients, we maybe for the client center itself, like once they're done and they're already a client with the agency, maybe they could, a, a mobile app would probably be great for the portal for them to log in with, you know, the agency logo. But the rest of the process for everything is strictly for insurance the agencies themselves so i don't know how much agencies themselves would rather use a mobile app versus do everything on their website because that's the point is to drive that traffic to so you can be found so you can get more leads so that people are watching your 15 minute videos 10 minute videos on your website that is the point to be able to kind of help grow that piece of it so there might be room for definitely definitely mobile apps for maybe certain features, like you said, like maybe just the client center portion, but the rest yeah, that's of what it I was thinking. I think what drove my question is when you mentioned the auto ID cards, right? I'm thinking, yeah. you know, if I had a, a, a way to have that stored and I mean, Clubbox has their app insurance agent app, uh, Matt and mm -hmm. Kiki have their thing. Yeah. And you know, those integrate with different AMSs across the board. Mm -hmm. How many, I, I guess my next question would be for your, for your stuff. I mean, I know that I think we talked and I don't want to misspeak. So why don't you talk sure. a little bit about the integrations that you have that, that are, that are up and running right now? Cause you mentioned Canopy Connect. Who else do you have mm -hmm. integrations with? So we have integrations with agency zoom for a CRM. Um, we can work with better agency. Um, we are working with now certs for agency management system. That's those are up and ready to go. Um, with Better Agency, we're using Zapier um, to be able to push that data through the pipeline and create things and um, hoping to get further discussions with a lot of these different carriers or companies because there's a lot, everything's constantly changing. Um, we have integration that's in the middle of being worked on. It's not ready yet, but with Hawksoft for an AMS. And we also have AMS 360 that's going to be coming out later this year as well. Um, so SEMC is another um company, which some people have heard of them. They have, some people have, I, so that I know Philip well. Okay. So, yep. So we are uh, almost done with that integration. And then we started recently with cover whale as well for trucking and being able to offer that. So um, there's a lot of integrations that we have that are in the works. And obviously it takes a lot in development <laughs> to get, to get all that up and running, but Hopefully within the next few months, we're going to have some of like SEMC is almost done. Cover whale is almost done. And then we're obviously working on the, the larger integrations with the AMS. Those take a little bit of time. There's a lot of API connections and behind the scenes, all that techie stuff that uh, Jarell and our company works on that I, I am not very smart with that kind of stuff. <laughs> So talk so. a little bit, I, you say that I'm not smart with that stuff yet. You've like not with the techie stuff. <laughs> Talk a little bit about the SEMC integration. I'm interested in that because 
from what I understand, and it's been a little while, I know Philip because I was uh, given the privilege of interviewing him as a guest host on the Agency Nation podcast. Um, he's not mm-hmm. been on Power Producers as of yet. But when we were talking, it was, I mean, this is going back two, two and a half years ago at this point. I know his product has changed dramatically. And at that time, it was kind of like Semzi and Tarmica were the two that were were going back and forth. And mm-hmm. as we probably almost all know, listening to this, Tarmica has since sold to Applied and, and gone that route. And Semzi is is still out there. They I know they had a partnership with Zywave at one point. I don't know that it's it, it's still intact. Um, but from what I can understand, it's not just the ability for you to go in and rate your own carriers, but they have a market access component to SEMZ now too. Is that accurate? Because to me, that's a that's a if that's the case, that's a huge selling point to anybody that's trying to get broken into commercial insurance. You know, the, mm-hmm. the people who come out of the captive world the one thing that they have going for them in the captive world, or one of the things they have going for them in the captive world that is 100% a 180 when they come into the independent channel is they don't have any choices on technology for the most part. That tech stack is built, it's provided to them, and they're expected to use it. And so I see it all the time with farmers agents, all state agents, state farm agents, you know, they come into the independent channel They're all excited because they have options now in terms of carriers and going out and writing business. And then they go to something like innovation for the first time. That's got a massive vendor hall. And it's just like, you can see the deer in the headlights look from people as to, you know, all the different options. So I think, you know, if and and one of the things that they all need to have access to is markets. It's not anywhere near as easy as it was five years ago to get appointments, you know, I don't know that I can say that nationally, but certainly in Florida, that's the case. You know, what's what's the story with Semzi? I mean, is that the case at this point? And if you don't know, you don't know. I don't want to put you on the spot. I only know some. So I'll tell you what I do know. Okay. so we have been working with them for probably a little over six months. So it's still in development, obviously. But we we are trying to get and be balanced with all of our integration partners. So we want to have some raters, we want to have some AMSs, we want to have some CRMs, but we don't want to have like everybody out there because not everybody has is on the same page with us technology-wise. So we are trying to partner with other agents or other companies that have open APIs. And if you don't know what that is, that's like a whole nother podcast on, on all that specific. But Elizabeth, stuff. every agent has heard API, which makes them an instant <laughs> expert. Like, you know, uh, that's yes. one of those things people... People throw that around left yeah. and right, like they know what it means. And and the fact is, very few people actually understand what it's like to have to deal with an API integration. It's not as simple yeah. as taking a carrier and an AMS and just plugging them in. I mean, I was listening to Rags talk about this from Tarmica's perspective a year or so ago. And I had no clue until he sat down. I mean, I knew what an API was. I knew the general idea of how it worked. But what I didn't understand was, you know, let's say you're you're dealing with travelers. Travelers may have 
a different API for every line of coverage, every state. And it's not as simple as like plugging one thing in. There'd be hun- maybe hundreds, if not mm-hmm. thousands of connections that have to be made for that to be programmed yeah. correctly. So we are in the, one of the most impatient industries in the world when they want something, yet we're also about 30 years behind every other industry in our technology development. And it always just sort of cracks me up that you've got these people out there saying, well, what you need is an API integration. Great friend. You want to build that for me? You want to, I mean, do you want to <laughs> take the time and the, I mean, not even just the time, but the money to do that and, and knowing and, and the testing and all of that. So, I mean, yeah, I know for one, I'm very much appreciative of when we do have direct integrations with things, not just because of the easy use on my side, but genuinely appreciative for the process and how long it takes to actually just make one of those integrations work, let alone multiples. Exactly. And so that's funny that you said that because I'm always asking Jarrell, I'm like, Hey, I just need this done. Can you just do this to that? And he looks at me and he's like, do you know, that's going to take me a month to figure out. It's not as easy as just saying, move this data point from like, this name needs to go over here. Well, to get it from here to here is like light, light years apart. And it takes a lot of coding and you really have to understand that. So to go back to your other question about Sensi is we're working on these companies that have an open API. And what that means is they will allow us to push and pull data as a reciprocal partner versus some companies I don't want to name names, but some companies are much more protective of their data and they don't. It's okay. I already know who they are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, some don't play well with others. Let's just put it that way. And they, they don't, they, they're like, yes, you can give us data and you can give us client information, but you can't pull any of it back right. out. You can't take it. So an API is a connector point between two forms of data that can push and pull simultaneously, instant, real time back and forth. And so so with SEMSI, that's what we're working on is to be able to get the client data from like your website, ideally, to them so that they can plug it into all their different parameters to quote um, and then to be able to release a real time quote or to be able to have that quote to give to the agency. So um, that still is in development. Um, and I don't know about the market access and if it's going to be able to spit that out to how many different carriers, depending on what. So, see, we may be able to do one thing and and, and we may be able to say, yes, we can spit it out to 50 different carriers, but if if Semsi or or Tarmica or some of these other companies say our developers have only developed the ability to push this data to four companies, then 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 that's where our limitations are. So we may be able to do more things than some of these other companies because we can custom build and code whatever we need to. If those companies we're integrating with also have that same ability or want to do that great. But sometimes there's some limitations because one company can do more or is willing to do more than the other. So it's, yeah, it's I, just, I thought it was really tech piece yeah. to try to figure all this out. And so that's why uh, Gravity Certs is really trying to partner with those kind of companies that it's going to make it easy for us to push and pull data and that also don't want to charge you, you know, 50 or $100,000 just to access their system. Because mm. the whole point is to be able to help agencies grow, right? And to push and nobody really truly owns that data. But a lot of these companies and especially AMS companies 
are like, sure, we'll have a conversation with you if you give us six figures. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's it's, it's not, crazy. not at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing with Semsi that I heard was that they'll go out to the marketplace and they actually have like almost an MGA arm where mm -hmm. if it, you know, it'll go out to all the carriers. And if it's one that you have, you know, that you've, I would assume you enter your, your information in mm -hmm. so they know that you have it and then you would write that with them directly. But if it's, let's say I don't have CNA and they do, they're going to provide me with numbers and I'll be able to bind that with lesser revenue than what I would a direct contract, which honestly is pretty, pretty slick. If they're doing that, what I do know is there's one way for me to find out. And that's to have Philip come on the podcast and talk about Semzi a little bit I'm yep. in a, in a selfish and nosy way. I do kind of want to <laughs> see where that product has gone because I felt like originally there was a lot of opportunity there. You know, if you, if you think about it, if you have that kind of an integration, you could be using Semzi and other technologies that I'm aware of to scan your book of business, identify cross-sell opportunities that you haven't quoted or you've quoted and lost, take that data, push it immediately to the rater, you know, and then spit out the quote and notify somebody it's time to prepare a video proposal. And you mm -hmm. can just reach out to your client proactively and say, look, I understand that we quoted your whatever and lost it a couple of years ago. Um, I just wanted to let you know that we put together another proposal based on the current, you know, environment, blah, blah, blah. And your only time is really spent creating the video proposal. Everything mm -hmm. else is happening in the background. Right. So that's kind of what yeah. I'm trying to do with my agency right now. You know, I, I, I've said up front, um, you know, I've been beating this drum now for a couple of weeks it's not going to go away. We 2023 is the year that we will outsource 100% of our non-client facing tasks to virtual professionals. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have been more than impressed with the virtual professionals that we have from Savital. I have an equity position in Savital. So obviously I'm going to use them. I'm not going to go and, and use a competitor for a company I have an investment in, but you know, I've been so, so impressed with how intelligent these people are in the work ethic, in the just general skill set that they have that you're not going to find on the streets over here. If I want a video editor, I have one in my back pocket. You know, if I want somebody who like, look, if I wanted a dude that's got a master's degree in electrical engineering, but wants to come do marketing for insurance agencies, that dude is over there. I interviewed him two Fridays ago, but it's, it just, it blows my mind. And it's so, if you have the process in place, it's so easy to work under those circumstances because now every single ounce of human capital that I have domestically is focused on two things. Number one, revenue bearing activities, period, and selling, which is what they should be doing. And number two, dealing with anything that's on fire that requires a human here to deal with. But adding vehicles, subtracting vehicles, all of that stuff, you know, that can be done elsewhere and it doesn't need, it, it doesn't need to be in the office. And, you know, I am really super pumped for them to get cranked up because I feel like for the first time, probably honestly, maybe since we've been in the bricks and mortar office that I can see us really making a significant spike in growth this year 
just for those reasons, just because we can focus on sales. I'm not. I don't want to produce anything. I'll maintain my current book of business. I have plenty in there and don't need to worry about any of the rest. But I've got Kyle. We've got Jeremy that we talked about. You know, my old another new producer that's coming right behind him is my oldest son who's going through his pre-licensing stuff right now. And I mean, we're going to have an army of producers out on the streets that are able to do nothing but focus on selling because we're outsourcing all of that service stuff. We have a virtual professional who does all of our appointment setting for us. So he's he dials for dollars every day. I don't I think it looks like he got to the middle market list at some point this week, Kyle, because he slowed down a little bit. But I mean, when I was in Austin for the insurance guys one city world tour last week, I got a text and put it out on social. He booked he booked nine appointments in two days for Kyle. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy when you think about it. So when you when you pair that with our paid advertising strategy with, you know, just the referral stuff that comes into us, we're not doing much of anything other than our standard audit marketing automations for an organic go, you know, going out and opening opportunities. We don't have the time or the capacity. So I will know when I finally hired enough people that my producers have to go out and start cold calling again, because I don't want Kyle sitting there being an order taker. He's got, he is a much better, you know, outside producer, even though he still closes the business and it's coming in fast and furious. I need him at where his skill set. Yeah, it's not. I, I want him to be where he, where his skill set is most valuable and that's out on the street same thing with you know any of my outside producers we can handle the inbound stuff or sprinkle it around amongst the producers but i want to have enough in house that we're able to to get to the point where we're cold calling again cuz it's it is crazy i never in a million years would have thought that we would have a lead problem being that we just have so much coming in that we struggle to get through it all and we do like we 100% struggle to deal with it. And part of that too is, by the way, people, if you think I'm telling you that, you know, hundred percent of these leads are pristine, eh, that's not the case. I'm just saying we have a lot of leads coming in and we have to for, we, you know, that's the problem. When you're going out as a producer in the middle market, you are controlling who you call on. You can pick and choose who your prospects are. You can decide I'm going to knock on that door. I'm not going to knock on those two. That's perfectly fine. And that's what I encourage people to do to stay in their lane. But when you're dealing with inbound, when you're dealing with a call list that blankets every workers comp policy for the five counties around Tampa Bay, you're going to take the good with the bad and you have to sift through that. But even though we're doing that, we're, there's a lot of good accounts in there. I mean, Kyle, you had one this morning that he dialed up for you that we're going to end up crushing. Yeah. And dude, it's, it's funny, man, because we talked on the phone a little bit ago and I was just like, I'm going through this appointment with this lady for this electrical contractor. And it was, it's like everything that we talk about on the podcast here, it followed that perfectly. It was like, you know, I started off the conversation with her and we get to the point. I was like, the reason I'm calling is because of your mod. And she's like, you know what that is? I, like, I do know what it is. And yours is not very good. It's 1.75. And then literally just went through. I, my next question was, tell me about your return to work policy. And she was like, I don't, I don't really know what you're, I mean, we like tried to get somebody back light duty, but you know, they did. And I explained what the what it should actually look like, what a formalized one would look like, and why they needed it as it pertains to the mod calculation. And she said, 
we've been in business for 30 years and no one's told me that. And it's just like, dude, that's the stuff that we talk about here all the time. So yeah, he's setting some good appointments. He did crush it. I mean, I've got I got another one here at three and I've got two tomorrow and and so forth. But um, he is starting to get to that list that's a little bit more honed in on what we're looking for, the middle market service contractors. And the reason for that is because I've went in and (laughs) chopped down the list and got rid of some of the garbage. Well, yeah, I mean, but the thing is, it's like I told him, I don't know if he if he told you I talked to him last week or not, but I would want to be very, very cognizant of the fact he was going to go from crushing it to not, <laughs> you know, yeah. if he was going into those, because I mean, the one thing in Elizabeth, I'm, I'm going to make the assumption you use virtual professionals. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but yeah. um, I think everybody has either uses them or has used them and has experience. But, you know, the one thing that they, that they really, really crave that I need to be better at is feedback. They want that feedback every single day and God love him, man. He sends me that daily email and I do my best to write back and say, you crushed it or good job, or thanks for everything you do, whatever. Um, You know, but I also want to be, I also want to be sincere in that, but I knew he was going to be looking for feedback. And I knew that if he went from, you know, booking, like he booked like 57 appointments for us in November and then goes down to like 15 in January, I wanted him to understand why that was going to happen. And so we intentionally, I, the list that he had was non-filtered and we knew it had low hanging fruit because we wanted him to get used to calling. We didn't want him to get used to calling on our actual list. And so we figured, you know what, let's get him, have him get some appointments. You know, the law large number says, we'll write a few things out of that. There's no way we lose money on the deal. And so that's what we did. And then December slowed down a little bit because of the holidays. And then when January hit, you know, Kyle and I, talked and I, and we both said, you know, we really need to get this thing to upstream a little bit. Cause he's booking so many appointments that, you know, we could write bops all day if we wanted to, it's just not what we do. And so we did that. And I told him, I said, look, man, I said, I'll take care of you financially because we had some KPIs put in there that he bonused out based on number of appointments. I said, but this is really where we're at. This is what now you're calling on the things that this is like, now you're in the Super Bowl. You've been gone. You've gone through preseason. You've gone through regular season. Now you're in the Super Bowl. This is the stuff we want to write. But I want to let you know you're not going to get the same number of appointments on this that you're going to get on the other. It's just a much longer sales cycle. It's a different conversation. People are more difficult to get on the phone. Yep. And then he comes out and crushes it a couple days in a row, right? with, with all those appointments. And then now it's actually where I thought it was going to be. So, you know what, if he books 15 to 20 appointments a month and that's all he books, they're all 25,000 or more in revenue to the agency, man. I don't know very many agencies out there that are writing a quarter million plus in revenue a month, you know, if they close those accounts and, you know, considering how that list is, is, has been refined and curated, we're going to close well over 50% because it's our ideal prospects that are in there now. And just like Kyle said, these are the ones where you get them on the phone and Holy cow, man, it's like, you're literally having the conversation that we have on the podcast and they're just playing along, but it's happening in real life. And the cool part is you get paid for it. Do you have anything like um, you can give me as far as like training or uh, (laughs) 
like, what about an employee handbook? It's been a while like, since dude. we've updated ours. Oh, man. So anyhow, listen, I want to be respectful of Elizabeth's time because I know insurance agents all over the world. And the fact of the matter is they simply don't read. And she had her Facebook have a situation right before we got on and she posted <laughs> telling everybody. And my guess is some of these people are commenting on the post that says I've been hacked. Don't open anything. Hey, did you know your Facebook's been hacked? I mean, so whatever, but yep, so I've got all- like a thousand messages on Facebook. So sorry, everybody. <laughs> it wasn't me. Don't click on any links. Yeah. But like, all that, to, all that to like, say, what did we miss? What, you know, this is, this is your shameless plug. A, how do <laughs> they get a hold of you? You know, all of that. But, you know, if there's anything we missed in discussion, put it out there now so we can get it, uh, get it out to everybody before we wrap up. Sure. I mean, one thing, I mean, takeaway that one main takeaway that I think is important is that, like you said, it's 2023. Everybody should be looking for ways to automate their agency to integrate as much as possible to make sure that your team is set up so that you guys can be successful and getting leads in. And you sounds like you have a great problem to have. And I want that same problem for other agencies to be able to have so many leads. They have to hire producers and keep growing. So I feel like that is what gravity certs can do for a lot of agencies and what we've already done. And all of our agencies are extremely happy, super excited and pumped to be able to have the tools and systems. So if you're thinking about your tech stack or just want to know what it is that we have to offer, just book a demo with us. It's just gravitycerts.com. It's pretty easy. I'm always available. Uh, You guys probably all have my Facebook handle. If not, just reach out to me on Facebook. And yeah, love. we're going to be at some conferences throughout this year as well. So hopefully uh, we'll get to meet some of you guys then. But I really appreciate you having us on. And thank you so much for, for your time as well. And hopefully that was a little bit of education for some people. Yeah, absolutely. So gravitycerts.com, I encourage you, if you're in the market for a website, if you're looking to improve just the overall experience in your agency, whether that be through an internet or an, a client portal or any of that, it doesn't hurt you anything. It doesn't hurt anything for you to go do a demo. Go look at it, right? Even if you're her competitor, go look at it. You got to know how why she's smoking you, you know? But <laughs> at, the end of, at the end of the day, you know, all of this have different flavors, all of it, you know, and that's what makes it cool, right? We're all independent because we have choices and we want to exercise our right to choose. So the one thing I tell everybody is, you know, you've got really got to do your due diligence on the technology that's out there. Don't discount anything just because you think that it's not as good as what you've already seen or whatever else. I would highly encourage you, you know, anybody as you go through your technological uh, shopping, they're shopping for technology process, whatever the word is, you know, look at multiple options every single time. You're going to have the ones that are, you know, well-connected with people who have an audience and you're going to always hear those names. And then you're going to hear a few that maybe kind of operate more in the shadows that aren't out in front of everybody. And it doesn't mean that one's better than the other. It just means one has people who have bigger mouths out there shouting for them. So, you know, take the time to learn what's out there and make an educated decision. Don't just go buy something because your friend did, because, it may not work for your agency the way that it works for them. You have to do what's right for you. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Elizabeth, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Kyle, man, it was great seeing you, man. Thanks for coming out. Hey, happy to be here.
I'm really excited. Everybody else, we'll catch you next time. See ya. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com. <laughs> <laughs>